Hello, listeners. My name is Carter Johnson, and I'm here with another episode of History Creeps. And with me today is the illustrious illustrator, Johnny Townsend. Hello! And there he is, right there. See? Proof that he's here. And... Oh, gotta go. And there he goes. Yep, see you guys. See you later. Slam, that's me shutting the door. (laughs) And we also have Chris Chavez. Sorry, bro, I couldn't think of any more adjectives. That's cool, no worries, dude. (laughs) I got all the adjectives this week. Yeah, I was like working on coming up with that, and then it was like, uh, I didn't give time to the other one. Johnny one, Chris zero. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Chris, this is a Johnny sort of day. (laughs) There'll, There'll be other adjectives. Uh, Everything's coming up, Johnny. That's right. <laughs> step on up, step right up. <laughs> See the amazing Johnny. Watch him be sad in the mornings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, win- a sad window into your life. <laughs> Watch him just stare out the window. Do you guys remember back in the day when internet was in its infancy? Um, there were websites. Uh, where people had a, a house with cameras at like in every single room, so at any time in the day you could just check in and see what people were doing in their lives. Yes. Do you remember yes. that shit? Do, is now that still a thing? I mean, I know we still we have like uh, IGTV now, or but we like have you know Instagram stories or Facebook Live. We have those things now, but do they still have sites aside from like porn sites uh, that are houses with just people who decided, you know what, if you, anytime anybody wants to look in on me, I'll let them watch my life. I think so. They're, I think, yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. I can't remember all the details, but I, it, it wasn't too long ago. There was some mystery surrounding this lady. She was in Japan or or China or somewhere like that. I don't remember exactly where. Uh, but she was always in a small room, but she always had her camera on, and people could go and just watch her through her life. And it was getting really creepy because it, sometimes it seemed like she would hide Yes, uh, like if she heard noises and stuff. What? As if, it was almost as if she was being held captive. That. Yeah, I remember what? that. That yeah. shit was crazy. It was on it, like it was a dude. I just got it was the part worst of a YouTube shivers. video. Yeah. Oh god, I just got the like. I literally my hair is standing on end on my arm. It's I. It's, that's I, creepy, bro. It's I'm like creepy. fucking Spider Man over here. Yes. Oh, yes. that's creepy, dude. What? It's so sketchy, man. It's like. I, yes, I always figured doesn't. she had to have some kind of mental illness or something, dude. It's either that or something really bad's going on in her life. It's one or the other. What if we? So. I was gonna ask though. What if we uh, offer a, like a higher level on Patreon, like a twenty-five dollar level, and uh, they get to watch your 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 life, Johnny? We just put a live camera in your room while you're drawing, while you're watching wrestling. That's a waste of twenty-five bucks. <laughs> but go for it. <laughs> 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 if you want to, let's do it. You're like, this is my pizza, guys. I'm yeah. gonna eat it. You can watch if you want. <laughs> Look at this. This is two slices of za. <laughs> oh man. Enjoy me. No, better your better your house than mine, dude. Over here it's just like, you know, lay it on press buttons. Ellen, we need toilet paper. <laughs> well, that sounds more I mean, exciting that's, than, that's than like me saying. basically all it is. Like, I was gonna say people would watch that. I'd watch that. That's way more exciting than me over here. I mean, think about the stuff that they put on TV. Literally, people would watch the life of a, a writer. And what does your wife do again? What is she? Uh, she's a research coordinator. There you go with a with a new baby, a horror writer and a new a new wait, horror wait. writer daddy. Your wife is a research coordinator, but we do our own research for this show. <laughs> 
we're doing this wrong, guys. <laughs> hey, how I'm much not Dan Brown? How much here. does it cost yeah, to retain her? I have my wife her. do all my research for me. <laughs> She's—I consider her my friend. I'm just going to have her do all mine from now on. <laughs> Out of the power of friendship. <laughs> <laughs> She's going to be like that'll be. She's she submitting yeah, her her charge for remember. services, and you're like. <laughs> You just write down friendship on the paper and slide it yeah. back to her. <laughs> I'll make it look pretty, though. That's awesome. I'll put uh, some flowers on it. How's your guys' week been? <laughs> how's your guys' week been? Uh, pretty good. Anything exciting? Anything you guys want to talk about uh, before we get into current creeps and the uh, Schneider? Well, I ordered. Okay, here's the here's the deal, uh, creepers. Uh, oh, side note. <laughs> I uh, walked into the living room the other day, and my mom was sitting on the couch, and she had on the Creepers t-shirt. Nice. And it just dawned on me, like, if nothing else happens with this show, I consider this show a win. <laughs> because just, the, just the, the sight of my mom wearing a shirt that says, I'm a Creeper. <laughs> Dude, I love it's, wearing this it's shirt. the greatest thing ever. Everywhere. I love wearing it because people look at this shirt all the time i would like to hear from uh creepers who own a shirt the the i am i am a creeper shirt uh, i'm a creeper shirt uh, if you own it comment under this episode but i'd like to know if they if they have the same experience as i i'll wear this and go into public and it's not a joke i'll go to the mall i'll go to uh today we went to this facebook uh seminar that they have going in here in buffalo we went to it anthony and i uh, and i wore it Every single person I walked by downtown heading uh, to get some lunch, every person where I could see their eyes if they weren't wearing sunglasses were looking at my shirt like I'm a creeper, almost like that. But then you can literally see that shift in their eyes as they read below it where it says History Creeps Podcast. You know what I mean? Like you can literally see them reading the shirt as they walk by. Because you have to. I mean, if you (laughs) see a shirt that says I'm a creeper, you have to know why anybody – yeah, why well, anybody in their right mind would wear a shirt that just <laughs> says that? I would be scared to wear that to like a comic convention. <laughs> you know, that's like, probably the place you're the safest. You'd be you'd be surprised, dude. It's it's I do though. I I get so many people staring and reading my shirt. I haven't had anybody yet stop and ask me what it's about, and I'm dying. I'm dude. I would freak the fuck out if I walked down the street and somebody was like, "Hey, hey, 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 where'd you get that shirt? I love that podcast. Where'd you get that? You know what I mean?" I'd be like, well, if you somebody near your house, I'd be like, well, if you <laughs> love the show, you'd know where to get it. Oh, snaps. snaps. And where is that? B-I-C-A-B-P dash radio dot com slash store. There we go. That's how we smoothly do that. And then we smoothly go into current creeps. Let's do it. Current creeps. We, we should have tr- sound transitions and have yeah. that be like little little kids just chanting current creeps current when creeps. is that I envision more of like a barbershop quartet you know like current creeps <laughs> when did that creepy thing happen currently <laughs> all right so johnny you brought this up i will read the uh the article real quick um What's inside this massive Egyptian sarcophagus? A massive black granite sarcophagus and a sculpture of a man who may be buried inside have been discovered in a tomb in Alexandria, Egypt. 
Uh, real quick, I just think it's still freaking awesome. In this day and age, with the technology we have, we're still discovering things. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, what? And this is literally like a capsule to the past. Uh, <clears throat> the granite sarcophagus looks foreboding. It's nearly nine feet long, five feet wide, and six feet tall. And it may be the largest sarcophagus ever discovered in Alexandria, said Mustafa Waziri, General and Secretary of Egypt's Supreme Council of Antiquities, in a statement released by Egypt's Antiquities Ministry. A thick layer of mortar covers much of the sarcophagus, suggesting that it was not been opened since it was buried. As such, the person buried in the sarcophagus, along with any clothing or jewelry they wore and any artifacts they were bar- that was buried with them, may still be intact, waiting to be discovered. A team from Egypt's Antiquities Ministry was inspecting an area of land in the Sidi Gaber district before construction work on a building began when the members came upon the mysterious coffin. It dates back to sometime between 304 and 30 BC, a time after the death of Alexander the Great when the descendants of Ptolemy I, uh, who was one of Alexander's generals, ruled Egypt. At this time, Alexandria, which Alexander the Great claimed to have founded, uh, was the capital of Egypt. The discovery leaves archaeologists with a series of mysteries. Who is buried inside the sarcophagus? What artifacts are hiding inside? And why is the sarcophagus so large? Dun, dun, dun. Thoughts when you guys see stuff like this? Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, this sounds like every movie, right? Like every movie. They've, I'm waiting for the rocks to show discovery. up. I mean, it's not big enough to have a Stargate underneath it, right? So... Scorpion, yeah, but it's big Scorpion enough to, to open it and let a curse out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Actually, most of those that, I mean... curses were determined to be mold. <laughs> Killed a lot of those people. Yep. True. Well, just uh, put a bummer on it. <laughs> well, I'm just <laughs> by saying. Feeding, by feeding us some truth. I'm just saying. Cthulhu's in there, bro. Dude, yeah, and he's mold. It is insane, though, that this thing is as big as it is. Now, I'm thinking it's that yeah, big. That's what she said. Hop <laughs> <laughs> on, <five> guys. <laughs> oh, Lord. Are you sure you ate today, bro? <laughs> I'm on something. I don't know what it is. I, uh... <laughs> I'm sorry ahead of time. Did um... those mushrooms taste a little stale? They the, did. Uh... <laughs> on the pizza? Um, <laughs> these, uh, so, yep. but yeah, that's the big deal about this thing is that the, the sarcophagus is as large as it is. And I'm thinking it's because honestly, it's probably cause they, cause they bury themselves with a lot of, of their belongings. Right. I mean, we're yeah. not looking at like one of those, uh, you know, rumored giant, you know, race that walked the earth back in the day. Well, then that would make this guy like the Biff Tannen of Egypt. <laughs> McFly. <laughs> Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? You know, like the alternate 1985, you know, Biff Tannen with Biffco and all that stuff. Right. This is cool, though. I I definitely love, like, I've always been interested in ancient Egypt that, uh, you know, all that stuff. And I love the era of, um, you know, the Victorian age when people were out out there, you know, exploring and discovering these pyramids and the and the te- and the temples and and this stuff. So that's what I was saying before. Like, dude, when I see stuff like this, like we discovered something from the ancient world, it's 2018. Don't you like with all of our technology? Shouldn't we have kind of the the entire planet grid, you know, gridded out with all kinds of sonar and and, and satellite imaging and like, why are things still eluding us and still coming up out of nowhere? Two thousand years later. Well, they said the article that that. I read, the article that I read said that in this case, this area 
uh, they've built up the city over it so much that they haven't even bothered to wow. like it'd be a large hassle to see what's underneath it. <laughs> I wonder how many like well, it's got to be everywhere, dude, because there's so many cities that have been built on top of old, you know, old cities. Isn't that isn't that the thing? I think like in in California somewhere, there's literally a city underneath a city or something like that. Am I San Francisco? I think it is because of the earthquake. So I don't remember what it is. I feel like there was. I don't know. Maybe it's a movie. <laughs> and I'm there's just one. Like, there's one like that in Atlanta too. Something I could have swore they're like, where they burned most of the city during city the Civil underneath. War and stuff. Yeah. Oh, Sherman. <laughs> and dude, there is a grid like that. It's called Echelon. It's the global surveillance network. But that's what I'm saying. Shouldn't we already yeah, know that Chris. was there? Regardless. That's the one. That's the one where, like, if you say, you know, bomb or terrorist or what, like, a hundred different combinations of words on the phone, like, it records the conversation. This is the U.S. government. Please, <laughs> jeez. Oh man, but yeah, uh, that was. Are you one? If you're one of these, please press the right button. One I... terrorist. I'm gonna put. Two... <laughs> I'm going to put this up as a poll. Yes or no? They open this thing and unleash a curse. The people that have, have gotten into this sarcophagus are going to all meet untimely ends. Well, you know they're going to open it. They're going to open it. We all know that, right? Right. So the poll is a yes yeah. or no. Are, are they going to meet with a curse? Is there going to be a curse tied to this thing? Well, here's the question we should ask. If you were there in the area, would you want them to open it? No, nah, you would not. Nope. Same here. Nope. I've seen enough movies. I know where this yep. is heading. The Rock. Oh, this right. reminds exactly. me. This reminds me. You know, when that new Jurassic Park movie came out recently, there was an article that I read that said scientists feel they're like less than a decade away from actually making real dinosaurs. And what? I'm like, why would you do this? What is that for <laughs> this real? This is a stupid idea. <laughs> they're really going to try to Jurassic about Park. How close it. they're getting on artificial intelligence? We still have Terminator movies. I mean, come on. Yeah, people uh, are dying. We're on Terminator 6 now. I mean. Come on now. And it has dinosaurs. Come on now. It could have dinosaurs. We don't know. That's my kind of movie. If Terminator has dinosaurs. So is this play. So is this kind of, the, the fact that we've gotten this far with medicine and biotechnology and, and science, because we've talked about it when it comes to UFOs and things like that, that we have that kind of technology because we believe, uh, or if you are a believer of that kind of thing, that at some point we have had some sort of contact. Uh, maybe Ros the Roswell thing kicked it off, but we got you know a hold of this stuff and learned how to reverse engineer it, and that's what helped spark our technological age. Now, do you guys feel like that also was uh, had like a little branch off that 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 has done this to our our uh you know medicine and and you know bioengineering these kinds of things like do you think we are where we are in terms of literally creating and and cloning because of that well i think it's interesting that you say that chris because that's part of our topic today ding 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 Schneider. it's almost like we planned this out but we totally didn't <laughs> we totally don't yeah we just Sometimes Chris drops low-hanging fruit, and Johnny and I just, we can't help but grab it. We I cup that fruit with our hands. The king of transitions. Softly, but firmly. Yeah, and we ask him to cough. <laughs> Take us into it. All right, so today we're going to be talking about a guy, regular old guy, named uh, Phil Schneider. And Phil, Phil was born... And this is where, to me, this is this is one of the most interesting parts of the story. 
because these are all the verifiable facts that you can actually this stuff this is the part of the story that did actually happen so our man phil here was born on april 23rd 1947 at the bethesda naval hospital uh his father oscar schneider was a captain in the u.s navy who had previously been a German U-boat captain, if I'm not mistaken, who was repatriated uh, into the U.S. Navy and the Department of Naval Intelligence. Uh, his father worked on uh, inventing the first uh, nuclear submarine and supposedly worked on the Philadelphia experiment, which I think we've covered on here. Ooh, uh, I think we've touched on it. We've never really gotten hard into it. That's what she said. Yeah, that, exactly. That is what she said. That's a uh, that's a whole nother episode in and of itself, yeah, right there. It yeah, it is. Um, so Phil, our man Phil here, uh, gets a job when he grows up as a government contractor, and basically his job is to assist in the building of dumbs. Not you, Johnny. <laughs> oh, okay. A dumb is a deep <laughs> underground military base. Uh, you know, sort of like Area 51 or uh, all these secret bunkers that they supposedly like. I think there's supposed to be one under the White House in case of nuclear attack. Yeah. Uh, so Phil's job was to go down in the boreholes, very large boreholes, and determine what type of blasting needed to be done based on the composition of the rock. So he was a geologist, more or less. Uh, these are these are the parts of the story where things become murky. It's very hard to Google Philip Schneider because that's the truth. There are a lot of people named Phil Schneider, man. A lot. And when you start tacking on things like Phil Schneider, Dulce Base, all it does is bring up his lectures. Yeah. So I, I had a little trouble trying to find actual proof that he, you know, has a geology degree from such and such university. Uh, couldn't find any of that. This is uh, the first. This is the first time out of any subject that we've had in which it's a person who I could find stuff on them, but they had no Wikipedia page. Nothing. Uh, yes. Correct. Yeah. And that correct. was, that kind of blew my mind a little bit. Cause That's literally a little bizarre, every, isn't it? Yeah, everybody underneath the sun has one of those, but <laughs> any the sort of do, like walk ons on law and order have Wikipedia yeah. pages. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, Actors you forgot about from 40 years ago have Wikipedia pages. Nothing on this guy. So I had a little trouble finding any kind of background details on him past, you know, the verifiable stuff of who his father was and who his mother was and that his dad worked for the Navy and yada, yada, yada. And uh, even some of that is more like what he said also in, in some of his lectures, which we'll get into here in a minute. Uh, so apparently... Phil claims, our man Phil here, Phil claims that he was involved in the building of a deep underground military base uh, on the Archuleta Mesa outside a, t a town in New Mexico called Dulce. And Dulce Base is supposedly a deep, deep, dark secret. Uh, supposedly aliens are there. And they work in the deepest parts of the base. Uh, it's supposed to be seven levels deep, maybe more. Uh, I've read articles where it's been called the se the seven levels of hell. 
Um, apparently they do genetic experimentation there and mind control experiments and hybridization experiments and things like that, uh, that really are not, uh, very savory things when you think about it. So our man Phil here gets called in to help build an extension basically of Dulce base. And there are four boreholes uh, drilled down about two, two miles deep, I believe is what he says in his lectures. And so he gets lowered down in like a basket type of deal to go check out the rock formations that are down there. Now, according to him earlier that day, when he reached uh, base camp where all of the other government employees were, there were uh, army rangers uh, encamped. Uh, at this geologist camp and they sent uh, a ranger down in the bucket with him. And when they reached the bottom, uh, supposedly, according to Phil, they reached the bottom and there's two, they're in, they're in an open cavern kind of thing uh, as if they struck a void when they were drilling or something like that. And at the very bottom, there are two alien grays uh, waiting for him to step out of the bucket. Uh, oh, yeah. he, he described it exactly. He described them as your basic, you know, alien gray, the one that we're all familiar with from the X-Files and, and so forth. Um, he said he drew his weapon, which, according to him, was a Walther PPK with a nine shot clip. Well, there's his problem. He didn't have a samurai sword. Exactly. Yeah. We and all he know did not have a samurai yeah. sword. We all know that. That's right. That's the, the number one weapon against aliens is samurai swords. Protect yourself from alien invasion and buy a samurai sword. You can buy them at comic conventions for a hundred bucks. It's not that. It's really not that hard. <laughs> um. So our man Phil draws his gun, uh, kills both of these two alien greys. According to him, uh, he says that they do die. They're not. Uh, they're not immortal. Um. Another alien gray shows up and sort of waves its hand in front of its own chest. And according to Phil, suddenly he's hit by a bright beam of blue, bluish tinted light. So it's, he's a and care bear. Exactly. <laughs> he's right. It's an alien care bear. Like this is where, this Heart. is where the care bears came from. Rainbow. Earth. Wind. Fire. Fire. Great band. <laughs> I am captain planet. Anyway. <laughs> So, He's a hero. Gonna take pollution <laughs> down to zero. Here's my so, question. Here's my question, real quick, Carter. I'm trying to understand this. Okay. So he claims, Phil, our buddy Phil, our pal Phil here. Schneider. All right. He claims that he was asked to set up another base, underground base, another dumb. And he's going through with the boreholes and he's got a soldier guy with him, a ranger. Uh, and he just is lowered down into this borehole, and there just are, are randomly aliens there, or he knew there were aliens there. I'll, I'll, you know what? That's a good question, and I'll address that uh, here in a minute. Okay, all right. Sorry, um, didn't mean to get ahead. No, you're, no, you're good. You're good. Can we please uh, say the if questions? If I was in your position, I would want to know the same damn thing. And I'm sure Phil wanted to know as well. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. So the alien blasts him with this whatever it is, some kind of energy beam, I guess, or something emitted from its own body, like a predator. And according to him, and I've actually seen the pictures of this, it very well could be open heart surgery scar, but it's a very weird looking open heart surgery scar, if that's what it is. 
Uh, apparently, the blast of the beam opened up his chest uh, to about midway down, about right above uh, his stomach, and took off the pointer and middle finger of his left hand. And the ranger stepped in, according to our buddy Phil here, shot the alien, and pushed Phil back into the bucket. Press the button, send him back up. Uh, according to our buddy Phil, the ranger was killed in in that incident following sending him back up the bucket. And this incident triggered off what they refer to now, they being they, as the Dulce Wars. Kind of sounds, kind of has a nice Star Wars ring to it, doesn't it? You know, yeah, like, that could be a planet in the in a in a Star Wars system. You know. Like, the warm planet would be, you know, Dulce, and the cold planet's Hoth, you know, but whatever. Anyway, so, according to Phil, 66 government employees, Secret Servicemen, uh, Black Berets, Green Berets, and other government contractors like himself uh, were killed after this incident because supposedly it touched off a war between the humans and the Greys. Now, according to Phil, the government knew that the aliens were down there and did not tell them. So, there's your answer, Johnny. Okay. <laughs> this is uh this is uh this is quite a tale. Now, Phil Schneider claims that he worked for the government for 17 years. Uh apparently he quit his job around 1993-1994 because he was just so fed up with what he was doing and not being able to talk about it and the things that he had seen. And so he decided to go on the lecture circuit at various UFO conventions and, and the like and give a talk about what he had experienced and the things that he had seen. In January of 1996, his body was found uh, in his home. Um, the initial ruling was a stroke. Uh, Phil, if you've seen a picture of Phil, uh, he's not a very in shape looking guy. Uh, sad to say, um, by looking at him, I would have guessed heart attack instead of stroke, but you know, be that as it may, um, apparently his, and he, he had a family too. I forgot to mention that he had an ex-wife and, uh, two daughters, I believe one, one or two daughters. Um, the funeral home called his ex-wife and told them, told her that they had found something wrapped around his neck. It turned out to be like a surgic, like surgical tubing, like when they go to take your blood and they put a, a, a tourniquet on, you know. And it had been wrapped around his neck three times and tied. And the uh, county medical examiner did an autopsy and ruled it a suicide. And so ends the tragic, albeit weird, tale of Philip Schneider. Schneider. Here's my thing. Uh, What's your thing, Chris? If he had had open-heart surgery, there's got to be medical records somewhere for that. Easily. Easily yep. proven that, that that's not what he what he says it was is not what it is. Uh, I know, you know, with, with patient privacy, it's hard to get that kind of stuff. But it's it's easily it could be refutable, you know what I mean? 
Uh, Agreed. Is there any, nobody ever, I guess nobody ever came out and spoke up and was like, oh yeah, I I operated on his heart. Or, oh yeah, I was there when he was working and lost his fingers in the drilling accident. Um, well, apparently there was one other employee. What, from what I understand, according to our buddy Phil and this other guy, when this war broke out on this base, the base was basically evacuated of, you know, other government contractors and civilian workers and stuff like that. So this other guy who apparently was a security guard uh, was evacuated with everyone else. And he has corroborated some of this as far as, yes, the base was evacuated. Yes, there is a base there. I worked on it, you know, things like that. But no one else from this supposed work site uh, has ever come forward and said anything. Now, according to Phil, our buddy Phil, he is only one of three survivors. Okay. Not, okay. you know, not not counting the people that were like evacuated from the base and stuff. Yeah. So, so he is saying that gray aliens actually live inside the earth is that what i'm trying to understand here underground in these bases yeah. well well here's the thing um the the thing with these underground bases is that he came face to face with these things and he didn't know it until after the fact but there's that belief that uh do you remember how i don't know if we ever touched on it on this show but there was a a, a conspiracy theory this thing about how president eisenhower met with aliens at the holloman air force base yeah and back and back then, during the the whole majestic twelve thing, all this stuff, he met with them and cr- basically signed a treaty and and ha- made a pact with them that they would work with each other, that the the that the aliens would supply um, technology and let us learn from their their technology and stuff, and we would let them experiment on our animals and our people and things like that, and have and there would be no retaliation. Uh, and then we ended up getting to where we had a lot of them that worked with the government in these underground bases. So, like, when you see uh, the movie Independence Day, the original movie Independence Day, uh, and, like, you remember how it was all about those underground bases and stuff? Like, all that stuff comes from these stories and the idea of, like, we worked hand- side by side with a lot of these different races of aliens because that's one of the other things. There's Apparently, there's a whole galactic, like... Uh, like like in Star Wars, in out in the galaxy, there's all kinds of different races that are all part of this galactic, you know, uh, community that Earth is really not apparently uh, mature enough to to be a part of yet. And that's what what the whole point with the aliens coming to us for was to see if we were ready to join this galactic whatever. Uh, but anyway, so Eisenhower made this pact, and that the idea that we've been working with aliens uh, in these underground bases. Um, I don't think that they're literally living underground inside the Earth. That's what I'm going to believe. <laughs> that's what works for you, and that's all yeah. that is. <laughs> and the other thing that's fascinating about, about this to me is, is there any uh, records showing that all this stuff with his death, like all these conflicting reports are all real reports and not just something people are putting out there? Right. Um. I mean, I haven't when, – when Googling him, I did not – I was not able to bring up like a death certificate or anything like that that I could verify was actually no, weird. You know, something that had like a seal on it or something, you know? Yeah. But like I said, when you Google Phil Schneider, you know, there's a hundred guys named Phil Schneider. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not like you're Googling, you know, Wolfgang von Beethoven 
or you know what I'm saying? Like it's it, it, it's it's difficult to sift through a thousand pages of information, right? To have, to have the time to sift through a thousand pages of information, yeah, and try yeah. to find those things, you know. Well, that's that's the other that's my other point to all this. Like a lot of these people uh, that we've covered for this show, uh, who've who have had theories like this, have had at least some sort of uh, articles done on them or something like that. You know, well, yeah, uh, Bobby Lasers uh, actually did work at uh, Los Alamos. Bobby yeah, so. so people have gone through and verified <laughs> things other people have said who've made uh, sort of similar claims as our buddy Phil here. And that was when but, 2006 he died? Uh, 1996. Oh, 1996. Well, yeah. let's remember as, I mean, December of 2017, not more than se- a little bit over seven months ago the our government finally just came out admitting it studied ufos and did all these things so i don't know that they're going to go out of their way remember with the uh, the air force footage but i don't know that they're going to go out of their way to uh you know admit the fact that they did a lot of covering up a lot of murder a lot of you know what i mean no 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 i understand that i'm saying like there have been people like just reporters or whoever yeah who've, who've done real background look you know checking in on the people and there's articles with that sort of stuff in it. This guy has none of that. Everything I found on him yeah. was almost all exclusively about his lectures, either his actual lectures or what other people thought of his lectures. They wiped them out, dude. It's the government. And then they're not going to admit it. They're going to be like, eh, Schneider. Well, so that's, that's the thing, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, you can't, like, if this guy is who he says he is, how much actual documentation would there be? Or would this be like a sort of a men in black situation, you know, where they basically not like erase your identity, but you know, even your, even your uh, medical evaluations are classified. Hmm. Well, when your story sounds like some sort of crazy fan fiction, it's hard. It's hard to just say, what this guy saying is true. It's, I mean, he's he has to know that. Let's say, let's just say for the sake of argument that everything he said was actually true. Let's just say that it's actually true. He has to know that it sounds beyond far fetched, right? <laughs> At the yes. very least, it sounds incredibly made up. So you should provide materials that'll prove your story. Apparently, yeah, or, he yeah. had those materials, and after yeah. they found his body, they discovered that those materials were gone. So, if he was murdered, somebody went in there to shut him up and take all that shit and leave it, you know, to people like us to try to piece the rest of it together. All I'm saying is, when we when we talk about these things on here, you know, these people are only famous to us. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? You're not by yeah. coming out and saying all this stuff, you're not going to achieve fame. You are going to make yourself a laughing stock to to most people or a target. Or yeah, or a target. I mean, there's no there's no logical reason to do something like this. I mean, think about it. This guy had a wife, well, an ex-wife. He had a family, you know, he had kids. Yeah, saying but- something like this is going to follow them around for their lives, too. I, I don't know anything about his family life, so I don't want to comment on that because I don't I don't know how close he was to his family or any of that stuff. Uh, but it, it's there have been many cases in which somebody had made stuff up and they wanted attention, even if it wasn't good attention. 
Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of times where people would like admit to a murder or something. And then they found out later that they had nothing to do with it. They just wanted to get the attention from saying that they had done that. Right. True. Yeah, it's interesting. True. But I don't know. It's just this. It's this no, I agree, dude. This is like so out there, but like it's just, I don't know. To me, it's it struck me as interesting when I dug into it and, and found all this stuff that, you know, he had this rubber tube around his neck. And because of the way his fingers, you know, had been. However he lost, whether you believe the story or not, however he lost the fingers, he was probably physically incapable of doing that to himself. That's, that's the. I'm glad you said that. That's the one part that actually really intrigues me is his his death is sounds, at the very least, fishy. But that's why I was wanting to know if there was like any official reports of there actually finding something around his neck or if it's just something somebody said you know, to build the story up. I'm no, really curious about that. Apparently the detective... They basically, this this guy that was one of his friends, you know, hadn't heard from him in a while. So he called the cops to do like a wellness check, more or less. And he went over there and it was a, de- a detective that showed up. And the detective never called a uh, crime scene. There was never any uh, photographs taken of the body except when they did this autopsy and stuff. So there was no processing of the crime scene, from what right. I've read. So... They base, you know, they had ruled it a stroke to start with. So I don't know, man. It, it, it's fishy because you know, guy can't tie a rubber tube around his neck. I mean, it's just it. It's not. It's like the old joke about putting, a, you know, holding a firecracker in your hand, and your wife's going to be opening your ketchup bottles the rest of your life. I mean, that's you can't. <laughs> I've not heard that joke. <laughs> you haven't heard that joke? No. <laughs> no. But uh, I think I know what the punchline is. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I don't know. This. I was this just, to, sorry, go ahead. I, I don't know. I'm struggling with this one. Like, I want to. I hate any time when there's somebody and you're talking about their life and it's and you want to be positive about it, but you feel anything you say could be negative. Like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Especially when somebody's passed on. Because that's, that's a little tougher for me. I don't want to be, like, incredibly negative about somebody's life. But, you know, especially somebody that I, you know, I, I don't remotely know. But it, this is just a tough one. Like, it really, it's, this has to be, if he had just said that he went underground and found aliens, I would believe that way more than he went underground and there was an alien war. <laughs> With, with 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 humans right and humanity and some people and humanity died some humans died during this battle like that and only and he just happened to survive with just three other people i mean there's just so many weird things that it's just tough like it sounds like you know when a, you know when a kid gets caught in a lie and they start making up more stories for the lie so they start building around this lie <laughs> yeah like uh like hey did you break this did you break this lamp no, I didn't break this lamp. A uh, a bat flew in, and uh, and knocked this lamp over. And I tried to stop that bat. I really did, but that bat was those dashly bat got out the window before I could stop him. And, and a weasel came in and ran across. Yeah, yeah. So you just start adding more details because you're trying to uh, make the story more of a story, I guess. And check, but it's just. I don't know. Chris, what do you think about this? I'm struggling with this guy. I'm with you because it's what it, he jumped. He jumped the shark. 
yeah. is what it is. He pulled a phone. Like, he started yeah. telling you, like, this, this, this. You're like, oh, cool. Oh, you literally helped drill into the earth. Okay, so you know what you're talking about. Oh, there's bases. Re- oh, my God, really? Oh, we knew it. We knew they had it. Uh, whoa, whoa, aliens? Oh, yeah. See, we knew they were aliens. Wait, wait, wait. A battle? And a he ba- shot two aliens you right shot off the bat? 60 other people died. A green ba- yeah. beret gave his life for you. This this Rambo guy, yeah. this guy's Rambo. Now you lost. Well, him. And, that, and that's and that's what kind of messes with you, right? About it, the stories because it, does. it, like, it kind of loses the, you. The first part of it is like what you said, like, oh yeah, okay, yeah. There's underground base. Well, there's Area 51. We always knew they had yeah. something. Oh, aliens! You know, of course, there's aliens bases and stuff. Like, yeah, like taken taken separately. You know, three quarters of the story is like confirmation of everything else right you know what i'm saying like oh yeah like oh yeah okay he's this is the guy that builds the bases all right but do you feel like that's the case so do you feel that's the case johnny when you were saying it made it hard because he sounded like that kid that just keeps tacking on the extra stuff like do you feel though like the reality was he was a part of this thing it was a government you know cover-up he was the drilling even maybe going so far as to say is he witnessed seeing aliens there i think where he really lost me in his story is where he goes. It's not where he actually saw gray aliens. It's, that's right. not it. It's where he said, I just happened to have my gun with me, and I, like being the amazing badass I am, shot and killed two aliens right then and there, like Rambo himself. Right. You know, that sounds like something a kid would say when he's making up a lie, trying to get himself out of a he lie. He shot two and 60 others died. Yeah. They couldn't kill. They couldn't survive either. Yeah. Now, <laughs> to be fair... To be the play the devil's advocate, <laughs> there there's no way we can say this guy was 100 percent lying. Right, right. No, no, not. I mean, at all. we just can't. We weren't there. We don't know. We don't know. Any, I don't know anything about this guy's life, and it's very tough to find things about this man's life. Uh, but yeah, so that's to be fair. But I think it's just really incredibly unbelievable, and that's for us who do the show who yeah. love things and want to believe things. I mean, just it's. It's like Chris and I uh, love pro wrestling, right? And we know the story behind pro wrestling is everything is it's fixed. It's all it's all storyline driven. They're all doing this for the show. Like we know it's not like a real fight or anything like that. But we want to be worked. Okay, we want to believe that what's going on is all real stuff, so we can suspend uh, our our bit of disbelief and enjoy ourselves watching this, right? This it would be like the most unbelievable story ever if this was remotely true. It just there's so much to it that makes it sounds like if you said, "Hey, uh, I got uh, I have a a ten year old. I want them to make up a story about aliens." This would be a story that they would come up because they would just use their imagination and just come up with all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I think one of the interesting things is to watch him give one of the lectures on YouTube and how like calm and. Uh, kind of nonchalant he is about it all you know uh, to me that lends some kind of cr- like because i feel like okay you're this guy you get hired to build these underground military bases you know the first one or two are you're probably going to be like holy shit these things are real man like area 51 this this stuff is for real and after a while it just becomes routine you know what i mean like you you don't even like when you get up in the morning and brush your teeth, you don't even really think about it. You just kind of do it. You know, yeah. it, it's interesting to when you listen to him talk to hear the way that he describes these things. 
almost as if he's disinterested. Hmm. That yeah, I, I don't and, know what and you're the, saying. And the like all of the up until the the point of his death, you could look at all of this and say, "Yeah, come on, man, this is this is a bunch of horse apples." There's no way this isn't this is this is this is a bunch of crap. But then, the you know, the the manner of death and the and the fact that everything he had disappeared. Just makes it even more weird. Yeah, the death definitely makes it a lot more strange. That's that's for sure. It's, it's man, it's just <laughs> like it, it just sounds like some amazing fan fiction, though. That yeah, somebody made up. It really does. Like, it just, yeah, it's just this guy. I don't, I don't know. Like, and, and I understand what you're saying about like his cadence and how he talked and stuff, but there are a lot, a lot of people in the UFO field who, and I'm not knocking them for this, but when they talk, it's very monotone and it's very, uh, with barely any, any emotions involved in it. Um, I have a, but, so did, like, can I, can I ask try you watching something? H aliens and, and you'll see what I mean. <laughs> Can I ask you something? Did he say why he waited so when the when the battle happened in seventy nine and he started coming forward in ninety five? Why he waited so long? I haven't seen one where he said that, but you know, half the time these these lectures that he has on YouTube are like an hour and a half, two hours long. Huh. So it, sometimes you can only get like today. I had to watch a bunch of the short ones, and I think I watched maybe half of one long one. It may be in there, but he doesn't, you know, he doesn't like start off by saying, well, this happened and this is what made me, you know, want to come forward and and all of that stuff. But didn't, didn't uh, Bobby, La- you said it earlier about Bobby Lasers. He he said that there was that battle between uh, at Groom Lake between the military and aliens Remember in 75. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's just this guy. It's like you said, Johnny, he just kind of. He likes that, and so he adds just a little bit more to it. Yeah, he also, I mean, for all we know, he did have a government job, and that in itself you would think would be fine enough, but he wanted to make it even sound even more amazing. Hmm. Yeah, instead of just saying, hey, I go, I'm a geologist for the government, you can say, hey, I'm a geologist for the government, so they sent me underground, and there's an aliens there, and I shot and killed two of them because, you know, a geologist carries a gun. Well... To play devil's advocate like Johnny likes to do, um, I forget I forget what year this happened in. I think it was after uh, I think it was after the turn of the millennium. Um, a bunch of something like that, yeah. A bunch of guys that worked at Area Fifty One brought a lawsuit against the federal government uh, because they were burning things in open pits at Area Fifty One, and the fumes from that burning had given these guys some kind of unknown respiratory infection. And the government basically threw the lawsuit out and their grounds for doing so was we can't let this lawsuit proceed because then we have to actually admit that this base exists. Now consider the opposite of Phil Schneider. If these guys are bringing a lawsuit against the federal government for something being burned at Area 51, why hasn't not a single one of them come out and said, dude, what's wrong with you guys? All we do is test secret planes at Area 51. Right. You know, but, but some people from the government did kind of say that. I mean, they it's just I don't know. I know. I know what you're saying. 
Like it's the government sometimes kind of causes all this because of how they try to keep secrets when sometimes they don't really need to keep those secrets. Or it's a secret that nobody cares about. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, oh, we can't we can't let people know that Area 51 exists. And it's like, bro, it's 2018. Yeah, and we can literally see it. It's there. I can see it on Google yeah. Maps. Like, yeah. it's there. I can see it. So I was, uh, as you guys are doing this, I was looking up stuff. I was just trying to see what else I could find on Phil Schneider. Uh, I found this one thing where there's this, apparently this this com this information from an old one time roommate of his. Uh, I'm just gonna throw it out there and you take it for what it's worth. This guy again, this guy can claim about to to have lived with Phil Schneider, just like Phil Schneider can claim to have shot aliens you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah. take it for what you want so this is what he says what i know about phil schneider quote this is his thing in the email to whoever was doing the research on this uh this morning in the state of boredom i decided to look up and see if i could find anything about people i used to know on google imagine my surprise to find that there was a cult of phil schneider who i knew very well in 1977 through 1980 I moved to Portland, Oregon in 77, unemployed and very short on funds. I moved into a very cheap rooming house. Shortly after I moved in, Phil Schneider moved in. It didn't take me very long at all to realize that he was a liar, and I thought he was mentally ill uh, in regards to his missing fingers. He told me that he had lost them when he was working in eastern Oregon as a lineman when he had had some sort of mishap on a pole. Frankly, I no longer recall the details. It's been nearly 40 years. Uh, in regards to the wound in his chest. Uh, I took him to the hospital. One day as I was talking to other rumors in the common room, Phil came down the stairs with blood on his shirt saying he had been shot, a story he quickly changed to somehow being inflicted by a passing car having losing a snow stud which struck him in the chest causing the wounds. No one pre present believed him, of course, but it was certainly not the time for discussions of his credibility. I took him to the hospital. After a short time, one of the ER doctors came up to me and asked if I had any influence with Phil. I said, not really. The doctor said that they would like to keep him for a psyche valve, but had no grounds to do so. I was asked to try to convince Phil uh, to voluntarily submit. At this point, and having my own suspicions, I said to the doctor, you sus suspect it's self-inflicted. The doctor said, yes. I did talk to Phil a little bit. Of course, he refused. I wish I could remember which hospital in Portland it was. Unfortunately, I just don't, but there should be records. This happened in possibly late 77, more like 78, perhaps even early 79. There's more I could talk about, but none of it would be particularly germane. By the time I parted company with Phil entirely, probably sometime in 1980, I was uh, of the very solid opinion that Phil was disturbed and probably a danger to himself, but not others. I should note here that I'm completely unqualified in any clinical sense to say these things. Now, I know that no one has any particular reason to give my testimony any credibility, but there it is. I hope that this may help slightly for some people to be suspicious of anything he said. I certainly was and am. Phil Schneider was not a horrible person. He was certainly at some level delusional. He was for a short time a very flawed friend of mine. Schneider. Schneider. What do you what do you think of that? Like, is that one of those things that adds a little bit more layer to the story, or is that just like, eh, this guy wanted to get in on part of this whole, uh, you know, Phil Schneider? Well, it's another case of we don't know. Yeah, it's a he said he said type of thing. Wait, yeah, yeah, exactly. Basically, you take all the info and you form your own opinion, I guess, right? Yeah, that's what we do here at History Creeps. That's right. I um, uh, yeah, I gotta say, it sounds to me like maybe I don't know. I could, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's too much. Uh, I think it, I think it's that little kid, Johnny. It's the little kid that keeps on exaggerating. Yeah. 
That's what it sounds like to me. I think if it wasn't for his death being maybe having some mystery to it, yeah, that this would be way different. But the fact that he had a death that may or may not have been strange, you know, uh, really, really pumps this up. True. Well, yeah, because it asks the question of if, well, if he was just a nutcase, then why? Yeah. Indeedy. Just let him continue being a nutcase. True. I mean, right. Because I think most people would think like us that he's just making this up. So, like, if somebody did murder him, why would you murder him over that? <laughs> and both of his parents were dead by the time he died? Yes. Okay. Well, and it, it also begs the question of if it wasn't for that, then what was he murdered for? What uh, what yeah, other exactly. what other fit? He, no other family members. How huh? there's nobody else that God in the day again in this day and age with our technology, we should have something, right? Like family members, somebody should have come out and spoken up about it. Well, yeah, because you you would you feel like like what this this guy who claims to be his roommate said, you know, if if the, that if that were true, there would be uh at least some kind of I don't know mention of it or or you know, something, a hospital visit, uh, you know, a, a, a therapy bill or something, you know? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know, man. This, this one is up there for me in which I'd like to agree. Uh, I'd like to believe, but, uh, it's not, I don't know. It's, it's, it's fascinating and it's crazy. And like you said, Johnny, the death is what's, what's, what's strange about it, but yeah. Well, to me, there's always the case that this guy could could be exactly who he claims to be. There's that. You know, maybe there's he that maybe he does build secret underground military bases, and he thinks he deserves credit for doing that, and this is his way of getting credit. Hmm. You know, his job is exciting and boring at the same time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty interesting. Schneider. Schneider. I don't know where to go with the snide man. Yeah. I don't know which side of the fence to fall on. It's. It depends on the day, huh? It's one of those things. Yeah. Where some days it, it really, it really kind of does. Cause like, you could sit there and shoot holes in this, you know, all day long. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it wasn't for the death part of it, I don't know if it would be anything. Yeah. And that's the other thing too. If he was murdered, we're, automatically assuming he was murdered for uh, the stuff he had said when honestly and sadly in this world people are murdered for way less things by either random people or most of the time people they know yep so there you go listeners uh it's time for you to decide for yourself what you think of this you could check out some of his lectures on on youtube uh you can read into it there's some articles on different sites that talk about it uh, but it is. It's strange. There's a, the cover-up parts are, are a little strange. The death by suicide. Some of these things, like you said, there's questions that are unanswered. Uh, listen to what he says. Listen to what other people say. And uh, basically figure out if you believe him or not. Booyah. Booyah. So that's it. That's our History Creeps for the week. Uh, anything you guys want to throw out there before we say goodbye to our listeners? Uh, I don't think so. Love me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I want to do something real quick, uh, Johnny. I am going to just – I'm just going to say some words, and I want okay. you to tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Let's do it. Uh, Andrew Cohen. Uh, Stamos. T- 
Timothy McGowan. Uh, step by step. Olivia Washington. Jaleel White. <laughs> Daniel Chavez. Boy Meets World. Michael Thompson. Finney. <laughs> Samantha Cunningham. Did I do that? <laughs> Sean Fritz. Oh man, what's the guy? Did you guys ever watch Step by Step? The, they had a neighbor who was like her brother, who lived in the van and he knew karate. <laughs> Cody. <laughs> Cody. Cody. Yeah, yeah. Cody. Uh, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> He's the kickboxer, and, bro. Come on. Yeah. Anthony Mullen. Uh. uh Susan Sarandon? <laughs> no, that was uh that was uh Oh come on, she was on uh Three's she was Company. On, she was also a Charlie's Angel, right? Am I right? No, you're thinking of uh Suzanne Summers, that's her that's name. The, that's the name I was looking for. <laughs> Thank you. Susan Sarandon was uh Thelma and Louise. Okay, yeah. And Aliens, right? Nah. Yeah, no, sure, sure. Paper, okay. <laughs> the, I don't know anything. I'm very, very, very ignorant. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Anyway, those are our uh, those are our supporters in pa- on Patreon. Basically, they help produce the show. They help us put the lights on before we start recording, uh, so we TGIF. don't have to do this stuff in the dark. Uh, so thanks so much, guys, for listening this week. We will see you next week. Make sure you hit the Patreon and look up History Creeps if you want to join in on some of the extra audio fun, extra episodes. Uh, we'll be jumping, dropping a few uh, a few things that I would, was not able to get out last week. So look for that. Go to the website. Grab yourself a shirt. Uh, other than that, you guys have anything else? You're done, right? Good to go. Peace out. Closing I'm it done. up. All right. We're closing up the clubhouse, guys. Everybody's got to leave. Turn the lights off on your way out. And as always... Stay creepy.